Radio Rabunok. On Raw Socialok. Kalonicus Lovan Wanda. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Danny Coffey. In this episode, we're going to be turning our attention to housing. Homeless figures have reached an all-time high, with over 11,000 homeless, thousands of which are children. But resistance is rising too. Thousands took to the streets of Dublin over the weekend to participate in the Raise the Roof rally. However, we're turning our attention to local resistance in Sligo. Our guest to discuss this is Krina O'Dowd of the Sligo Housing Action Group. Krina, many thanks for taking our call. You're very welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Now, why did you start up the Sligo Action, or why did you personally get involved? Were you were you affected by the housing crisis yourself, or? Yeah, absolutely. Um, last year, I think it was around October time last year, so uh, twenty twenty one. Um, I was in a position where I was choosing basically whether to buy food or pay my rent. Um, and this had gone on for a few months and I'm a type 1 diabetic. So, I mean, it's not okay for anyone to have to do that, but definitely wasn't okay for me to have to do that at the time. So I went out to um, the streets, basically, um, to protest about the housing crisis and the ridiculous prices of rent at the time. And um, it had made it to the paper and so many, so much more people reached out to me after that. And, you know, there was people in just worse positions than I was. Um, and I just thought it wasn't okay. And then when I started working in Sligo Centre for Independent Living, I had realised that Maria, Alana and Ulton, who are members of the Sligo Hacks, Bible Housing Action Group with me had the same kind of um, like similar reasons why they felt it was okay and that we were kind of sick of just talking about it and we wanted to, you know, really put more action into what we're saying. Yeah, well, collectively, I suppose. Is it the whole, the level of rent that you have to pay and then also yeah. the the whole there's no security of tenure that that would be the main problems yeah. within the rental market. Yeah, that's a huge issue. Like, I mean, there's so many people out there that like there's yeah, that's one of the biggest things that I always say is that that people do not have security. Yeah, you're kind you, know. you have um, although there's there's a um, eviction ban until or I think it's March or something like that, but. There could be an eviction tsunami now coming up in March or, or whenever this this uh, eviction ban ends. Um, even in Dublin at the moment, there's a, a Tahani house. There's a 35 families or tenants families been evicted from uh, en masse, and that was just, that eviction came in just before the um, the, mor- ban. the ban, the moratorium on um, evictions. Uh, I mean. Have you have you chatted to local politicians about this and what are they saying in, in Sligo? Oh, well, that's the problem. I mean, back when I had, like, when I was in, you know, choosing between rent or food, like, I went to everyone. I went to the Taoiseach, I went to the Taunashta, I went to all the TDs around the um, 
area, councillors, and not one person got back to me. Um, so a, a lot of them just, they say they're concerned on like social media and things like that. But personally, when you're actually like trying to get like in touch with them and hear back from them, there's nothing. It's radio silence. And you, you've written to them, you've rang their offices, and yeah. you, you've got no reply from... Um, well, is it is it a case, though, like Sligo for the Northwest, I believe that has the, the highest levels of homelessness in, in the Northwest, in the Northwest region is, is Donegal, um, Leitrim, and Sligo. Now, that may change once this uh, MICA uh, situation kind of gets... Uh, uh, reaches ahead because I mean those people have got nowhere to go they, they need a hundred percent redress to, to yeah be able to. Uh, but you also have other other um groups like the travelers uh who haven't had um in Mayo for now I, ca I can't speak for Sligo but definitely in Mayo uh, there's been years where that you've had no no traveler accommodation funding drawn down and, you know, travellers make up quite a high percentage of, of the homelessness uh, figures and there's just been nothing done about it in counties and Mayo, definitely. Um, and there's other, other counties as well. I think one year there was 10 um, county councils uh, that, that have no, that have never drawn down, draw down any money for traveller accommodation. And um, so that's adding to it. I, I mean, it's, it's a complete disaster. Um, and what, what did you, when you put in a process, did you start petitions or, or did you f look to other groups or h how did you? Um, uh, well, when I did, like I did the protests myself and um, shortly after that, there was more protests that I was a part of that um, Gino Boyle and a few others um, had organized. And then once we started the group, then... Um, we launched the Letters to Leo campaign and then uh, we organised, or we didn't organise, well, we organised like a conference, a press conference. And after that, then we went on to um, doing a petition um, and um, we set up a GoFundMe to help us with our campaign of basically raising enough. Our main issue is the vacant housing problem in Sligo Town itself. And that is one of the things that is shocking about Ireland is that there are so many vacant homes, you know, all across the country that could be used to house people, but they're not. They're just being left there. And that's one of the biggest issues. Because when you think about it, it's about 11,000 people that are homeless now. And I think it's about 166,000 vacant houses across Ireland. And the government are saying that they're not even going to be able to build 28,000 houses within the next 18 months when there are houses there that could be used but are just kind of left lying idle, you know? Yeah. No, it, it's just, there doesn't seem to be any will on on the part of the government, Fine Gael, uh, Fine Foyle, and the... Green Party to do anything about vacant houses, uh, you know, you're, what you're kind of doing, what they, uh, you know, they, it's people's 
property uh, or there's they look at it it's a well it's a lot of them are owned by vulture funds and they just don't yeah. there isn't any they don't want to ap- upset that i mean you have to look at it too Fine Gael were the party that brought in these vulture funds in 2013 with these um tax incentives the uh section 110s and all of this stuff where they they got charity status and all of that and they, they don't want to upset that apple tart and that's who's Fine Gael's voter base, more so than any other party, is that class of people that own, um, you know, kind of investment, you know, they're, they're very wealthy. Yeah. They've always been that, uh, Fine Gael have always been that. Um, I, 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 hopefully uh, we get a, a left government in the, in the near future. But um, in the meantime, though, I, I mean... What's the situation in Sligo? What what are you seeing? In Empty Sligo? houses, really. That's what we're seeing. Like lots of people in all sorts of different situations. You know, like we've got so many empty houses, and then we've heard so many stories from people. Like um, one fellow was saying that he sleeps in his car because you know he's nowhere to go. There's no accommodation. If you look at the likes of Daft. Um, there's 15 houses maybe available for rent and it's going from 800 to 1600 and there's no way there's like people shouldn't have to work you know 40 hours a week just to put their whole income on rent like that's just a joke in my opinion I just don't agree with that like at the end of the day your rent or your property should only be maybe a third of your income not the whole thing I just don't agree with that. And, like, a lot of people have to do that. They have no other choice because there's nowhere to go. And then if they do get evicted, there's literally nowhere for them to go. Even emergency accommodation is all full up. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of people on... I I think it was Michael Taft that done that report. I think it was... There's 20% of of the population that are below... Yeah, they're living in poverty. They're they're under twenty thousand. Yeah. They're living, you know, they're four hundred quid a week and below, right? So that's kind of living in in poverty. You can't afford, uh, you can't afford rent at that stage. You what you're going to have to do is um, live in a house with multiple people, and that's not always suitable for people that are you know like in their thirties and forties and all that, and might have children or whatever. That that's yeah. n- just not suitable. It wouldn't be suitable for myself, um, but uh, you know that that's the situation they're in, and I, I see that all all over the country. Um, I mean, everybody that you, you've talked to uh, up, up raised the roof uh, from, no matter where they were, that was that was the situation. Um, and what what other pressure or whatever other campaigns did you do to? Um, you know, highlight the the issue in in the Sligo area. I mean, there there is a few other. Group, I think Cato have started up the um, uh, a branch in Sligo. There's a few other housing yeah. kind of groups, but there's also the, I suppose, the Simon Community and um, and Focus Ireland and that. But um, so there'd be quite a, a lot of housing groups in Sligo. But are they making any headway up there, or or is there a lot of groups kind of doing things on their own but they're not kind of 
I, I think it's, it, to my mind anyways, I think that uh, it, it should be a broad front campaign of, of all the different kind of groups coming together and oh yeah absolutely i think that's a great idea i never even like thought of actually doing that but yeah i do agree with you there like i do think we should all just come together and you know try something anything because the problem is the government just aren't willing to try anything even with like we did the letters to leo campaign and we basically done you know our 10 solutions and we wanted basically everyone in the country to send them to Leo and, like, make him see that there are solutions, basically. And uh, we got, like, maybe one reply being like, we'll send it to their correct department. And that was it. Oh, right. So yeah. the, the, it was kind of... And as far as... I, I look at, I know county councillors don't have very much power... But they do have have a voice, they have a platform, uh, and uh, with with county councillors in in Sligo, I suppose you mentioned Gino Boyle, who's been campaigning. Yeah, and housing. like Gino Boyle, Arthur Gavin, Declan Bree, they were very supportive when we first started um, the group, and they still are. But like, they've only so much power. Yeah, there's just not enough of those type of people in the councils. Like, yeah. You're, you're better down in, um, in in Sligo than we are here in uh, Mayo because we have uh, predominantly Fine Gael and Fianna Foyle, uh, are the, you know, that's the predominant um, uh, party groupings. And we've got one one Shinner and uh, a few independents who would have came out of that Fine Gael and Fianna Foyle gene pool. Uh, so, you know... I think yeah. that's that's a, something that that the west of Ireland has to do. We have to get out and vote in in county council elections because it is important. Giving um, people people that are going to defending ha- housing rights or, or housing for all for and do something about it, or use their yeah. platform to put across uh, a message that you know that that you should draw down the 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 traveller housing housing uh, budget. You should build social housing, you, you know, and all of those, uh, all of those things that will solve the housing crisis, rather than kind of leaving it up to the private market uh, all the time. And um, at, a, at a national level, you got nothing back on your letter saying that you, they'll put it to the the right department. That was no. He literally just he they emailed back and they were like, "Oh, we'll um, let him have a look at it." It was before the budget, and they were like. We basically let him have a look at it, but I think it belongs to the correct department. And it was Daryl O'Brien's, um, I think the housing minister, they were like, yeah. oh, we'll send it his way. And not a word back after that. So that was like, you know, they're not listening. They don't, it's like they don't want to hear some of the solutions. Like, they may not necessarily agree with all of them. And that's fair enough. enough like, everyone's not going to agree. But it's the fact that, like, we're coming together, coming up with ideas. Why not just, you know, act like you care and, like, look into them, you know? You have to do something. Like, they're representing us as a country, the Irish citizens. Whoever's in Ireland, they're representing us. They should listen to us. They should be open to hearing what we have to say, but they're not. Yeah, well, that's Michael Noonan when he was the the Minister for Finance and the Vulture Funds were coming and he had uh, numerous meetings with Vulture Funds, like, you know, to discuss 
what they were going to do, the Section 110 and the, you know, kind of, um, you don't have to pay any tax and all of that type of crap. Yeah. Um, you know, but to, to talk to an ordinary citizen about uh, housing and anybody that kind of does does advocate like Rory Ahern, I, I remember seeing um, Leo Radker uh, dismissing him as some type of mad lefty. Um, and, and you know, the, the dismiss Sinn Féin as, uh, or people before profit as some type of, uh, but you know, look at it. We have to kind of get this into the people's heads too in, in the West of Ireland that, that social housing is, is the way that we're going to, going to solve this. I mean, it was in the thirties, you had a big housing build, uh, Fianna, under Fianna Foyle as well. Um, uh, they built thousands of houses in the 30s to house people after uh, the Cumann Gale government left it up to the private market. And then during the 50s, you had all, all of that uh, the building by uh, Fianna Foyle and Fianna Gale governments as well, uh, but most, mostly Fianna Foyle. Uh, and th- th- we have to kind of go back to that. There's a, there's a um, Singapore model, I always kind of bring that up, the... They have a social housing model there where the kind of land is all owned by uh, by the state and they have a state building company. But there's no homelessness because they had rampant homelessness before they yeah. kind of brought in that model. Like, you know, that, that that's one thing that like, you know, the, the kind of social housing does. It's, it gives security of a tenure and it eradicates that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah whole um but is that a, a campaign i know that that every one time we have one of these cost of living uh demos or or a housing demo uh, around the country that housing uh social housing comes up but it, is that the main focus in sligo yeah i think so i think it's that's kind of what they're pushing but like you know they're not like the council aren't doing anything in regards to that as far as our own like there's nothing, and there's so many people, even the standard of social housing in Sligo isn't great. I've had numerous people come to me and be like, yeah, we got into a house, but here's a list of all the problems. And I have to keep going back to the council to get the problems fixed. Like we did a survey. Um, it was a kind of like a community survey, basically. And um, we asked, people whether they were in social housing private rental or they were homeowners and a lot of the um, people who took the survey were saying similar things that like their housing their house wasn't up to standards when they um, first moved in to social housing so if that is something that like we're all going to work towards and social housing is going to become more of a thing then they need to still meet the standards that you know, private rental properties are supposed to. Yeah, well, I, I find that, um, that, well, they should, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, you, you have a, a, a state-run run body um, and they should be up, up totally up to standard. I remember that kind of with building um, social housing, the standard that they were built to, like definitely in the ages when the Clarker Works was involved, I kind of come from, before I kind of, uh, went into kind of radio. Uh, I used to work as a plasterer in in the building trade, but they they had the Clarker Works, and you always hear about the Clarker Works and the the standard of building in the. Yeah. Uh, but then they they kind of got rid of that um, that whole whole model, and it was kind of um, 
Yeah, a lot of that Celtic Tiger, it's just went building standards just... And you, you're seeing it now with um, with, with the mica, the uh, yeah. wa- water regress, uh, ingress, um, and and various other... Uh, the, uh, Owner Bryn, the um, Sinn Féin, wrote a brilliant book on it there that just came out um, uh, well, a couple, few months back there in relation yeah. to housing defects and i mean what happened there there was there was just absolute zero standard uh, and now the state is going to have to pay out um billions in, in this and i i mean it's not going to stop in in donegal and and um mayo this is going to there there's clear uh, it's going down into Tipperary and there's various different. So there has to be a kind of a building standards body there that has to um, sign off on, on these things and say, look, at this is up to up to standard or it's not up Absolutely. to standard. Absolutely. Standard, like, yeah. That's, yeah, because there's so many areas. Like, I think there's culture up in, um, like, here in Sligo. Like, a lot of the, them are social housing and um, they're just not up to standard. The amount of people that have said, like... Um, you know, the plumbing isn't great. Uh, you can't even heat up the house. It's very damp. Like, things like that. Like, in this day and age, that shouldn't be the case at all. Like, may, they may be old houses, but if you're buying them, like, to actually use as social housing, there should be a standard that they meet every time. Like, people shouldn't have to be ringing up the council every, for, like, few weeks to be like, oh, here's another problem. Or some people even said it got to the point they were ringing them so much that, they paid to fix the problems themselves and that shouldn't be the case. Absolutely not. But yeah, we do have to have the um, uh, building standards regulators. Um, Katrina, we'll wrap it up anyways, right? And um, if people want to get involved with Sligo Action Group, how how would they... um, How how would they... We'll leave a link in the description to the the website and that would probably be best, would it? Yeah, yeah, or even email us at housingactionsligo at gmail.com. That's the best place to get us, or on Facebook. Karina, it's been a pleasure and all the best, and I hope, look at a hope for the rest of the country as well as Sligo that we have a resolution to this housing crisis in the immediate future. Karina, much appreciated. Thanks very much. Shine, that's it from us. If you want to find out more about the Sligo Housing Action Group, there's a link in the description. Thanks for told all the background stuff. Beat by DJ Green as usual. Anyway, talk a buggy, slung a foil, chuck your love.